What's up and welcome back to Real Ballers Read. Miles and I are here wishing you a happy new year. And we're really excited to start 2023. Hope you've been doing well. Hope you had a restful break. Miles, how's this first week of the new year been for you? Oh, it's been really, really great. My one goal for this year is to like do much better about my sleep and getting to bed on time. And I've done just that. Waking up has still been a challenge for me that I've been up to. Right. No, yeah, we're on the same page about that. I've definitely been trying to, you know, set up bedtime. Um, Definitely not eating within the last couple hours before I go to bed. Like you mentioned, that was really helpful. Um, yeah. And then also just making sure to drink lots of water so that I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling right. ready to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. Good. Good, man. Um, well, yeah, you know, uh, for the episode today, we are talking about a cultural hero, the athlete known as Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2023 is our collective Jordan year. And we really wanted to start the year off with his message from a book that he published in 1994 um, called I Can't Accept Not Trying. Right. And this really felt like a, an incredible kind of like mantra for us this year and for, for all of our listeners just on what it means to be a baller, what it means to excel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll get into the book a little bit today just to uh, kind of start the year off on that good tone of um, really seeing what it takes to accomplish some of our goals. So, yeah, I mean, getting right into it, uh, this was this book, I Can't Accept Not Trying, was a gift that a friend of mine gave me a couple of years ago. We had sent out a lot of books to our friends for the New Year's, and my friend JJ sent me this back. And I just wanted to start our conversation on the book with the note that he wrote in the at the beginning because it's pretty funny. Um, Jan. The principal of my middle school gave me this book in sixth grade shortly after I was expelled. It helped me a ton and made me a better young man in the long run. I've read it at least once a year ever since. I couldn't think of a better friend to gift it to. Hope you enjoy it as much as I have. Right. So I really love that story. I mean, JJ, he's uh, on his way to the Marines um, officer school right now. He was at Georgetown with me, so he clearly has come a long way and this book was a part of helping him in that process. Um, But yeah, I mean, Miles, what does I can't accept not trying mean to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think for me, so many of us live our day to day, assuming what the outcome of our, our actions will be, assuming what folks will think. And in that kind of overthinking and questioning, we end up not trying things and not doing things because we're afraid of what everyone else might think. Mm-hmm. And instead, I think our baseline should be trying and feeling okay with taking that risk of doing whatever we say we want to do or aspire to do at least taking that first step in that direction. I think so many of us are also afraid of taking that step and failing. I thought that was a really 
interesting thing that he said in the book is that he can accept failure. And that's a thing that I have even thought of or that I haven't even come to grips with. Like, oh man, I can fail. That is an option, but I can't accept not trying. That is why I get up and do what I want to do. I think that's just a really incredible and full statement to get folks to take that first step. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just out of curiosity as well, why do you think people are afraid of failure? Mm-hmm. I think there is just a existential fear of like what that means of our character and our life. And we, I think we all think very highly of ourselves. And and so it's better to just keep the possibility of goals in our head, like, oh, I could do this. This would be possible because I do have these great qualities than to try and fail. And then that shows that we never had the qualities that we thought that we had. We never mm-hmm. really were as smart as we thought we were. We never were as good of a writer or good of a basketball player or anything. And I think it's more of that confirmation of being what we are not. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. what does this statement mean to you and how have you thought about it and even the context of this year? Yeah, well, I think um, I think it really comes down to faith for me. Um, faith as different than hope, right? I think hope is definitely looking at the future and seeing it optimistically, um, hoping for a positive outcome. Um, but I think that faith is more grounded kind of just in uh, in the present and also, you know, all of the places that we've already been. I think um, faith for me has a lot to do with trust. And what I mean in particular is there's so much that we can never know or predict about how things will go. And and yet we can have that kind of like faith in ourselves, faith in our teammates, the people around us that are there to support us, um, to be able to learn and get through it no matter what. And I think that's why it's really important to uh, believe, you know, that that we can't accept not trying mm-hmm. because in a way it's uh, it's really selling ourselves short, you know, and it's selling all of the people that have brought us here short mm-hmm. by not putting like our foot forward, not taking the risk, not taking that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think it's important. And, you know, I, I think there's something particularly inspiring, obviously, just about Michael Jordan. Uh, being the one that's saying it and you know what is it really about you know for for us in our own lives growing up and for just so many people what is it about like Michael Jordan and superstar athletes in general that people feel so like interested in hearing what they have to say like what's so charismatic about him you know that's a really good question I think you and I have talked about this a lot but I think there is something that people really like in seeing hard work pay off. I do believe that meritocracy is a myth, but in sports, performance in game 
is the only thing that really matters and is measured. And from high school to college to professional level, there is a massive, uh, you know, disqualification of players and only mm -hmm. the best make it to the top. And I think people think it's fair and they see it as an affirmation of if I just work hard enough, I will get everything that I want, even though that's not always how it, how it works in every sphere of life. But I think sports are very quote unquote egalitarian yeah. in a way. And I, I might be, I'll be over philosophizing this honestly <laughs> as I do, but that is, that is what I think is the deeper reason. But do you think you have a, Simpler one. That's not. not I mean, yeah. like I think, I think, uh, yeah, it's hard for us not to philosophize like anything. Um, and now I'm immediately thinking of mm -hmm. you know Hanif Abdurakiv and how excited I am for his book right. on basketball. But right. I think uh, for for what I'm about to say, right, which is that Michael Jordan doing exactly what you said, working so hard. Um, constantly relentlessly striving to be the best mm -hmm. he really did show people what was possible like not only in basketball but just in life in general right and there was something like even even though we didn't grow up watching him like even hearing people who did grow up in that time like our parents uh our dad in particular who grew up loving basketball there's just something so like exciting and surprising when you're able to watch someone like Michael Jordan play and be like, wow, this has never been done before. Right. It may never happen again. There's something special about this that we all want, want to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And especially because sports are, you know, tied to cities and places the way that they are. I think it makes it even more of like a community mm -hmm. kind of like ritual as well, where mm -hmm. everyone's just so excited to celebrate and really pour all of our attention and emotion into a game right mm -hmm. and you know that is something where people are getting so much just from michael jordan and everything that he represents and everything that he i guess says is possible about just the world that we live in um that people want to listen to him more mm -hmm. you know and people want to listen to athletes in general more and i think it is a dangerous game because you know obviously like we don't want to look up to michael jordan for everything that he's ever done in his life mm -hmm. um but you know, because obviously even even role models are still human beings end of the yeah, day yeah. and everybody makes mistakes, but it does make it very easy for us to trust them when they say things like I can't accept not trying. Right. And right. take that to heart and see how we can apply it in our own lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's really. I think I've least just have the most succinct way of conveying that they are pushing human limits and achieving goals that may have never been done before, right? Take you, St. Bolt, for example, with his fastest time. Like, he even beat his previous world records as he got older. That's yeah. unbelievable. Right. And all the stats of LeBron being like right. oh, LeBron from 20 years ago versus now. And he's like performing at an even higher level. It's exactly. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it just, right. if the definition of success is achieving your desired aims 
athletes are these folks that year after year are setting the bar higher and higher, even though they are getting older. And that alone is just so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, you know, what What I like, so this, like, as I mentioned before, this book, uh, I Can't Accept Not Trying, uh, it was, you know, words that he was all saying and thinking uh, in 93 after he had won his third championship uh, going to 94. So, yeah, this, this was 30 years ago uh, before we were born. And what I appreciate is how in this short book, it's literally like 40 pages, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells so many stories just mm-hmm. of what it took for him to get to having a three-peat at the, in the NBA mm-hmm. at the top of his game. What really resonated with me immediately was just what he was saying about taking things step by step. I think one challenge that I've had just generally being excited and ambitious and having a lot of goals is that I'm constantly biting off a lot more than I can chew at a time. Mm -hmm. And I think that that can be very overwhelming. Um, But he has a line pretty early on that step by step uh, is the only way that he sees of being able to achieve anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a great pair to what you just said about how Michael Jordan, Usain Bolt, these superstar athletes are really pushing the boundaries, um, breaking their own records. And at the end of the day, it does come down to what they're doing every day, right? Mm-hmm. And like how they're choosing to live their lives in a way that can help them get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that is very much what we were just talking about with our sleep and continuing to read every day and whatnot. Right. Yeah. I think a big blind spot in how our society sees Sesto is only on an individual basis. Hmm. And he even talks about this in the book, but I want to ask you to expand on more of what that team was for Jordan and why you can never look overlook the importance of your team and who's around you and achieving what you want to do. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a great mm-hmm. point. The first thing that coming to mind that was earlier on in his college career was just that he mentioned that he chose to go to UNC to be with coach Dean Smith. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think him choosing the coach and the organization that he knew would be the right environment that would challenge him, that would get him, um, fully tight on the fundamentals of basketball, as well as learning how to be a team player, um, was an incredible choice of just knowing that at the end of the day, it is the environment that you put yourself into and the people that you surround yourself with that really do uh, make the difference in the long run. And he mentioned a story in particular of going into his junior year. He had just had an incredible sophomore season and he, he was cocky. He was super confident. He was getting a lot of expectations put on him from other people to be this superstar college athlete. And so what that meant once the season started was that he was taking shortcuts. He was being lazy on defense so that he could get a spectacular dunk on a highlight reel or something like that. And it was Dean Smith, the coach that he you know wanted to go to in the first place, that sat him down and showed him two videos. Wow. One from sophomore year and one from junior year. And as as Michael put it in the book, like they were just completely different performances, right? He was he was sticking to his fundamentals. He was disciplined. 
He was aggressive on defense his sophomore season. And then his junior year, he just looked like he didn't want to be there, you know, or he was somewhere else. And that was a great example, I think, of, you know, just how important it is to have people around you that you trust and that'll also set you straight when you've lost focus. Um, And also just the importance of focus in general on your actual goals that those fundamentals that matter most to you mm-hmm. and yeah. what about when he was with the bulls what did that team well no i mean you, you can tell this story but <laughs> you told it to me um well yeah you know jordan uh gets drafted to the bulls in 84 and year after year and uh playoffs is getting bullied by the likes of the pistons and the celtics and never making it to the finals right and in 87, the Bulls got two really big additions to their team that helped propel Jordan to the height of his game and to be even more of a team player, to be even more of a leader. And those two additions were Scottie Pippen and the coach, Phil Jackson, who, with his triangle offense, just created the right system for his players. And even when they come in in 80, 87, they're not winning the finals yet. You know, it still takes years mm-hmm. for them to develop the team and the confidence, getting all of the right players to finally get that first championship and then to do it again in a third time and then crazy enough to duplicate the 3 P. When he when Jordan comes back from playing baseball, right? So, um, just a, a crazy story of how a team was formed and allowed Jordan to be Jordan and to be great, but with, with without everyone else there, it just wouldn't have been possible. Right? Yeah, and it's it's like uh, it's a great example of what you've said before as well about you know who, not what. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like. For us, for all of our listeners, there, of course, are the the what's, those mm-hmm. goals, those dreams that we have. Um, but more importantly, we can be asking who are those people mm-hmm. that are right side by side with us mm-hmm. um, or maybe that we can reach out to and meet for the first time who can help us get there, right, and help us get there together. How can we help them as well? Um, that was another quote that I really appreciated from I can't accept not trying, as he said, Michael Jordan says, talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. And so that, I mean, that right there is kind of like that, that right there is really everything when it comes to, you know, being able to surround yourself with people who you care about, that care about you, Mm -hmm. you can, that can hold each other accountable, Mm -hmm. um, as well as just having that eye towards learning and strategy and continuing to grow over time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that Michael Jordan was saying in his book was that he sees fear as an illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were kind of talking about fear and failure a little bit earlier, but I'm curious, do you see fear as an illusion? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think as I was saying before, it's fear, I would say, is 99% an illusion. Like, there are times where we have actual urgent 
fear to get away from a threat, but those cases are so, so rare. But most of the time, 99%, it is just us thinking of a threat that's not real yet. And that does put our bodies under a lot of stress mm -hmm. and through a lot of anxiety that's not necessary because we're spending so much time worrying about this thing that isn't real yet. Yeah. 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 No, what's, uh, what's really funny, like when he first said that, I immediately thought of uh, Legend of Korra because, yeah. you know, Zaheer, one of the, the villains, <laughs> he's an airbender. Right. And he quotes this like guru for being like, you know, instinct is a lie told by a fearful body hoping to be wrong. And I was like, wow. dang, like, you know, Michael Jordan is clearly like some sort of <laughs> airbending guru, you know, Air Jordan. But um, but no, I think that's really deep. And it does remind me as well, just of even in boxing, how the first thing that I was told when I started learning was that our instincts are there to protect us, obviously. Um, that initial trigger of fear is there because we're trying to look out for ourselves, right? Um, but at the end of the day, boxing is the practice of unlearning those instincts uh, so that you can actually like meet the challenge of whoever it is that you're fighting, you know, right. and grow that way. Because if you think about it in a specific example is that every time something's being thrown at you, uh, it's very easy for us to want to wince, or close our eyes, look away, look down. But none of that's actually going to help you in terms of being able to respond to whatever is being thrown at you. Right. right? So then you got to learn how to keep your eyes open, mm -hmm. how to stay protected, but also be ready to respond in some way that can help you. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think that's what's really interesting about this idea of fear as an illusion. Um for me in particular, what I thought was a little bit hard for me to get is just how much fear is like a very visceral feeling. Mm -hmm. It's like, how can an illusion be something that I'm literally like materially feeling in my body? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, another funny example that he brought up was about like diving into some water, right? And you might be scared before you jump in, but once you jump in, you're like, wait a second, this isn't actually that bad, you know? And that's kind of what you mean by... Mm -hmm fear for things that haven't even necessarily happened yet right yeah right and yeah i think my one wish for everyone was listening to this podcast in 2023 like we all have to work on that and put aside those made up fears and stop over overthinking things it is a daily challenge especially for those of us who have felt very comfortable in that feeling but we need to, in 2023, just work on doing and, you know, definitely thinking a little a little bit prior to doing, but not letting that thinking get in the way of you still trying. So, mm -hmm. um, so I think, as we were saying prior, Michael Jordan is seen as very much a cultural hero and fits by every measure society's definition of what success is so i want to ask you what does success look like for you now what are those desired aims that you really want and mm. and yeah why have you set your bar there wherever it is yeah well uh in a way i'd say that my bar is 
really low <laughs> just because I feel like 2023 is a very important year for just me setting my routines and getting focused on the fundamentals of just what I care about, what I want to be doing every day. Uh, something that Michael Jordan said in the book was that he always approached practice the same way that he approached actual games. So he's constantly always playing uh, with that same intensity that he brought in the practice and vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, I would really love to get or to feel successful just with my own personal discipline in those things that I'm doing every day, mm -hmm. waking up early, you know, reading, writing, making time for my different projects, um, continuing learning, but also showing up for our community more in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I think that success in that sense, it's not um it is measurable just in that sense of the consistency of those things that i'm doing every day um but it's definitely more focused on kind of like my internal day-to-day -day going step by step um i think at the same time though i do have that intention for my routine because i do feel like i have a much wider broader definition of success for real ballers read and for myself as a writer i think that i definitely have big goals for us in terms of just growing our following and being uh inspiring influencer whatever just in this space of books and education particularly for black men growing our confidence and compassion for ourselves and other people i think that's a really important kind of like aspiration that we have and i think that it is by, as we've been saying, taking it step by step, day by day, that we really can kind of bring that into our reality and manifest it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to my definition of success for writing, I think it really is just continuing to write every day. And that's what it takes for me to be prolific, I think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, in particular with trying, I think something that I just learned with putting my own book together was the importance of just trying to do the layout by myself, just trying and asking for help mm -hmm. um, in particular with getting help, editing it, putting it together and everything. And those are all things that I learned at the tail end of that process of putting a book together that I now want to do right from the start. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some things um, that I think are measures of success just by me remembering that, I succeeded on this book project, Watering Hole, that just happened in December, just mailed out all those books today. And now success for the next book means doing it like with way more, you know, uh, help and input from others, mm -hmm. as well as more like work and discipline on my end. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm still determining what exactly the achievement is, but I think I'm trying to go, trying to aim much higher. I think that my bar has been low in years past, and that's kind of encouraged my routines to slip up. Mm -hmm. So I, I think if I aim a little higher than all of those internal systems and routines will have, will have to be better than they've ever been in order to 
achieve those goals. Mm-hmm. And that's but that's exactly why, at least at first, I'm starting to focus on sleep because it is a thing that is that internal thing that I haven't taken care of. And if I can focus on this one thing, even for this first month, that I know like the next goals I set every single month after will uh, be totally achievable too. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, another another great part of I can't accept not trying is just he's talking about how without the fundamentals, the bottom can fall out, you know, and sleep is the absolute most fundamental um, just in terms of our energy day to day. And all of that means for how we're able to show up for work and and all the things that we're doing. Um, and so, yeah, I think that is kind of a great, you know, lasting question to leave with you, the listener. Um, it's just what are those fundamentals for you that you really want to focus on right now? And how can those fundamentals, those people around you and in your environment uh, really help you achieve your dreams and accomplish those goals that you've set in the new year? Um, well, awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Bars Read podcast. You can catch us next week. We have a very, very exciting interview coming up and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>